Episode one of our podcast of Into This. Uh, just a quick introduction before. My name is David Tran. You can follow me on Instagram. It's David with an L instead of the I. And I'm with my partner here, William. If you want to introduce yourself. Hey guys, my name is Will. Instagram at William Topa. I'm going to be talking here with uh, Cheetah or David for the podcast. Yeah. You forgot your four other Instagram accounts. Oh no! Screw those. <laughs> All right, cool. So, I guess just to begin with. Uh, what we want to talk about and what we're going to talk about within these couple of weeks and months of our podcast. First of all, we're just trying this. We don't know where it's going to take us. Uh, but our main goal is to actually almost create a connection with the community, uh, the community of photographers, but not only photographers, people that can relate to what we're saying at the end of the day. Uh, today's episode is mainly we've gathered questions for each other and it's not really general questions because those could lead on to other podcast uh, questions from the listeners. This one's really going to be based on discussions and about us. Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel, I don't know, we, we haven't seen our questions yet. We kept the surprise for each other, but our questions are going to be, you know, just describing us, describing our views on photography, which hopefully you guys will be able to relate to. And you'll get a sense of what is into this and the values of into this Montreal so far. So, yeah. Cool. You want to start? Sure. All right. So, Cheeto. Yes. I obviously have been shooting with you for a while, but I feel like you don't have, again, general question here. I feel like you don't have a, I haven't seen, sorry, a specific type of photography in you. Like, I'll see sometimes a landscape picture with just a bit of people inside or like a figurine inside. Or I'll just see a picture of hands or I'll see, I see, I see like the back of someone, you know what I mean? So if you had to pick, or do you even have one type of photography that's like your go-to? Like portrait, landscape, architecture? Mm, I don't say I have a go-to. Actually, the go-to would probably be street, if that's considered almost a style. Yeah, it is. Um, maybe it's because I haven't dabbled too much into portraits, which I have done, but it's not something that really drives me. So, yeah, it's good to have... Uh, all these types of, sh- of shootings like landscape, portrait, etc. Mm-hmm. in your in your arsenal. But for me, I'd say my go-to is probably street. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, cool. Uh, actually, it relates to one of the questions I wanted to ask, and I think it's not too early to get into it. Um, into this. Into this. Into <laughs> it. Same thing, you know. <laughs> so I was talking with a, a friend of ours, Alex Yusam, actually, and he was telling me, name drop, by the way, he was, t- he was asking me, one of his friends posted on Instagram that she's she's a photographer, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I, I plan on quitting photography. Oh. And then Alex, like, it, it buzzed him. And he's like, he messaged me right away. He's like, yo, um, how can I help her? How can you guys help her? And uh, the question was that she, she wanted to quit her passion of photography because she's not getting enough jobs uh, to do or, like, just that. But mainly from what he told me is that she only does weddings and portraits. So okay. I was wondering, maybe I'll, you give your opinion and then I'll give my opinion along. Uh, what do you think she may be doing wrong or your honest opinion? And then okay, so you're telling opinion. me that she is quitting photography because she's not finding clients. That's that. That's what it was. Like she said that she's not getting enough jobs. Okay, so the reason that she even started the photography from the start is wrong. And I shouldn't say wrong, sorry. Nothing's wrong, but is probably not the best reason for starting photography. If you're quitting photography because you're not getting enough business, that means that 
You're too focused on the money. Exactly, you're too focused on the money, and that means that you started photography for money or for contracts or for clients, right? Maybe if if she if she's quitting because she's losing money, that's because she focused too much on the money. If she's quitting because she's not meeting enough people or not meeting new clients, that means that maybe she's not getting the same values that which she would get from meeting all these people before. But um, a solution to that for anyone else would. Be, so that they don't quit because they're not making money is find other values to why you start. Find other reasons inside yourself of why you even started photography. Like that, when you won't have clients anymore, you're still going to be going out and shooting for fun, you know? So you were going to say. Yeah. Uh, so what I responded to Alex was, um, it's either she's just focusing too much on the money, which is a lot of why some people quit their passion because like they get too um, demotivated or whatever because what their so-called passion is not turning into uh, the reality that they wanted. So mm. I told them, I was like, uh, does she focus uh, on a specific, on too much of specific niches like wedding and portraits or does she need to get out there and, and just shoot an experience and find find a specific style or niche? And it's, it's also about knowing uh, your value and her value. Knowing, when you know your value as a photographer, then it's like a whole new world opens. Like recently for us, like you 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 learn you learn so much more about yourself where you could charge a certain price and and be happy with that price and people would be happy to understand why you're charging that price so i guess it's either she's she's um not to shit on her or whatever but it's either you're lazy and you don't want to go out there and do the grunt work <laughs> yeah. or or it's because you haven't found your niche or you're not truly passionate about it exactly we'd have to meet her and of realize course. it of but course yeah. but it's true i would say the number one thing that comes to my mind is that she started photography off with the wrong values, but it's not too late. Mm-hmm. She could definitely restart. You with do it for values. the right reason. Which the is, right reasons. Yeah. That's a good term. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go ahead with another question? Yeah. Um, okay. We're talking about clients. I have a funny, well, not funny. I, I had an interesting question I want to ask you. That is, what is your best and or worst? No, actually your best and your worst experience with clients. Start with whichever you prefer. Hmm. That's actually a long question. Uh, Just tell me the best or the worst. I I don't have that many worse like uh, experiences with clients. Like not not to be yeah. uh, I don't know whatever. But I think so one then, of my good experiences have been where uh, some a client knows your value, mm-hmm. and they won't. They won't question, like, why are you... Well, like, of course, people want to know why you're charging this, why you're charging that. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing for me was that this person, she would just wanted family pictures. I charged her this price, and we went, we did the shoot, and the one thing I made it so good was because she referred me. And that means that uh, you had created value for her mm-hmm. and her family, and yeah. she wanted to spread it to, to a friend of hers. Okay. I guess that'd be, that'd be one of... So you, you took a... You took pictures for her and her family. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And what? That was like my early stages of photography too. Okay. And but you liked it's, it? it was like one of my first ever shoots actually, and it's like you experience something it's human. Yeah. You experience, yeah, you experience sure. something That's human. What sprung you, man? Cool. Yeah. Okay. And you have a worst experience? There gotta be one bad. Okay. You've done so this, many shoots. Yeah, but the worst. It doesn't have to be like you felt horrible, but I'm just saying like it wasn't. It wasn't the best. It wasn't know? without like, name dropping anyone here. No, no, of course. Um. 
think we'll have to get back to it. I really, really can't five, think five, of it right now. Right, podcast number two. Yeah, podcast number two. Okay. Bad cl- No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> okay, one thing I wanted to ask you also is, right now, you for those that don't know Will, he's a public speaking coach. Yeah. He's also running this collective with me here. And you also go to school. Yeah, I do. How do you manage all three? So yeah. just so you get an idea or so people get an idea of what the hell you do every sure. day. It's funny that you asked that because someone else asked me that and they're like, you should write about it. But anyways, so yeah, so I do go to school. I do run a collective full time and I do a collective of photographers and I do do teach public speaking once or twice a week. How do I do all three? I was thinking of it. Cause I actually had been asked this question before and I was like, it's I just, you know, schedule my time, you know, make it and make a Google calendar there and, you know, put your stuff in. But then I look and I never actually schedule my time that much. You know, I don't schedule my events. My Google calendar is pretty empty, you know. And then at some point I was just like, I don't even know how I do it. But it's just I think it's just because I'm determined about everything. I love like actually love this might sound kitten, I would say in French, uh, cliche as much as you want. But um yeah, I'm actually, I love all those three things so much and I appreciate all those three things so much and I'm determined to do all those three things. So it just works out in the end. And okay. if I think of it, everything I do now is related around photography, school, like my community of school and public speaking and I'm happy with it. Okay. You know what I mean? So. Well, what would you say to someone that, uh, like let's say they want to pursue something and they'll just say they don't have time. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure it would happen. Yes, it like, has happened. I'm sure you get times. triggered by it by it too, which I do. Yeah. But what would you say to someone like that? Well, first I got to get a, the sense of the person before getting triggered here. But yes, if you don't have time, <laughs> okay. The number one thing I say as a joke is uh, lack the Netflix. Stop the Netflix. Stop. Stop the YouTube. Um, actually, though, like. But I, you you could learn things on YouTube too. I know, I know. But, but is it what we'll you be, meant? Like, we'll be honest, like nowadays, most people are spending most of their time. Yeah, it's like TV. I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Looking at their TV and things like that. And you burn so much time there and you don't realize it because it's a medium that just sucks you up. And you're just like, okay, one show, another show. So to step into that, it's you could see it YouTube as two different things. I know we're going a bit off topic, but you could see it as two different things. Like either you spend one hour on learning things on YouTube, which yeah. you can because it's almost like a an education system on YouTube. 100%. Um, or you could spend a couple hours watching like 3,000 yeah, exactly. videos. But again, it's, it, it's all time management. It's all um, uh, what's worth. Like, what's is it worth it for you to, to watch these videos for a certain Exactly. Hour? That goes back to, okay, so if you'd be watching some, some stuff on YouTube to learn, that's what you're telling me one of the yeah. avenues is possible. Yeah. What would you be learning about? Uh, example, think, you as a yeah, photographer yeah. is Cheetah. A year and a half ago, when I really started taking uh, all of this like seriously, yeah, I would spend at least an hour or two hours of my day learning how to edit on Lightroom, Photoshop. Like most of the things I do is because of YouTube. Even learning how to use a camera, it's all okay. So those are things again that you—that's your passion, right? Yeah. So you are doing photography in parentheses or in guime there, mm-hmm. in a way, but you're still learning about your passion, and and in the end, it was. Uh, useful and it led to your goals yeah. right yeah so that is still doing it you know True. but you didn't those two hours weren't spent watching movies where you probably didn't learn that much see what i'm saying honestly i used to watch like tv shows like probably four hours straight or yeah why and then i realized like it's like fuck uh oh, whatever um yeah. and i'm just like 
what did I just do with my four hours? Like, but, yep. then, but when you come to realization about it, it's like, um, okay, now it's actually time to take matters into my hands. And well, you're lucky that you did that, but yeah. a lot of people don't do that, and those are the type of people that just don't understand how we do so much. Yeah. So you know what I, mean? I guess one of our goals for this this podcast is to share our experiences because we've gone through almost yeah. the similar path of people our age, but now we're realizing certain things and we're surrounded by so many crazy minded people not as in like crazy mm. crazy but like just <laughs> they people. think on another way and it it's so much more value to you and we're lucky to have that but this is our this and this is our um our means to sharing it with everybody listening yeah all right is it my turn yeah go ahead all right okay that we kind of went over all right this is cool so i was thinking about this beforehand it goes a bit with uh, client experience, but so listen to this. Into if this. no, listen to this, jeez. If someone was to force you gear for a specific type of shoot, would you do it? For example, okay, not not speaking again any brands, any types of shootings, any genres, any industries here, okay. But for example, someone is forcing you to use I don't know, Canon 5D Mark IV, okay, with stock lens. I know that's weird there, yeah. with a stock lens, all right. And they want you to make sure that you capture 25 pictures of this specific wedding. And the pictures, they even tell you in advance what type of pictures they want. So now they're giving you A to Z what you have to do. Would you do it? And they're paying you double than what you would charge anyone else. Okay. Uh, there's two ways to look at this. Good. Go ahead. Of course, gear does matter in one way and gear doesn't matter in another way okay i'm gonna start with that because one uh you could use it's all your eye basically it's what you see of course and then the gear is just on megapixels and lenses different types of uh ways you could see it uh for me to be forced to use a camera and then use and then get specific shots is two different things so specific shots is almost you got to stage them Mm -hmm. is that what you were yeah okay well I, I could do it. I'm not saying that I, I will. It's just saying I'm, it's doable. But right now, for where I am in photography and for where we are in photography, people hire us for uh, what we're good at. I know, I know, but I'm asking you, would you do it right now? Probably not. Why? Uh, if I was in it for the money, yes. Okay. Uh, first of all, it's a wedding. A wedding takes like a whole freaking day. Yeah, but as long as I could you get those doing, 25 pictures... I could be doing something way more useful, like like this podcast. <laughs> uh, I could do something a lot more useful than to go out there and get certain specific shots. I mean, I might just be saying no now, but who knows? I might just do it one day if, if I need the cash or whatever. But okay, okay. I'm just saying that that type of shoot is very mm-hmm. basic. It's nothing... It is. It it's, is. N- it's nothing that'll, that'll somebody... Somebody won't come to us and be like, yo, I need... I know, I know, but there's a lot of situations, micro situations in that situations that reflect some that we face every true, day. True, true. I feel. So I guess it really depends. Uh, I know that's a very bad answer. <laughs> uh, but I was very curious because... Um, would you do it? That's the thing. That's what I was asking myself. Like, would I do it? And I already told you this, but for the people listening, so they know um, I've been shooting for, what, two, three years now, two years and a half. And for those two first years... I never wanted to make money with my photography in the sense like I would sell my prints or I just sell my pictures. That's cool. But I would never work for someone. I would never be a photographer for someone because in my eyes, it was being a slave. (laughs) Literally. 
until I met you and until I met the people that I'm that I'm surrounded by right now, that gave me a different view on photography. And that's why I'm that's why I'm opening this collective and you're running this collective of photographers with you. But um, so no, I would not because it would bring me back to those roots. And I've already had examples during this period of time mm-hmm. that I've been making money with photography where there's just little mini situations where I kind of fell back like that. So no, I would never, never, never because it's gonna make me hate it, hate photography even more. You know. I guess it's it's like um, how do you say it? it's a mentality change too. It is. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. What well, what do you think triggered it for you? What not not the switch there, but like from from feeling like a ph- photography is a slave to photography is actually value. Um, it's a good question. Well, like I said, like of course was, it's a good question. <laughs> Jeez, get out of here. Um, well, obviously, like, um, how can I say? Because Cheetah was doing his own business photography before that we that we paired up to do ours right now. And I saw him, I saw you doing your own stuff, and it was cool. And But I remember you telling me and other people telling me that you value your work, and people that are hiring you are also valuing. I know we've been using that word oh, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're also valuing your work. So, how can I say? Like, to be... Instead of just selling my services, I feel like I'm actually selling art again in parentheses or gime. How do you say this? Uh, I don't want to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they can't see that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know when you go like a phrase, uh, like I don't know. A quote. That's yeah, what it is. Quote, quote on quote. There you quote go. That's what quote. he tried to do. With this <laughs> so, um, what was I getting with this? Yeah. So, I don't. Know. I forget what I was getting with this. Why? Like, what triggered you to make the switch? Yeah. yeah true. Well. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah. So now I, I prefer to sell my photography more as art, quote unquote, <laughs> or, you know, so people actually appreciate each and every one of those pictures instead of just being like, oh, okay, I got the photographer. He did the work. 25 pictures. There you go. Yes. Yeah, so, so that's how I used to see it. And because that's the, the people that offer me contracts were like that before, you know, and I would do them once in a while and it was freaking shitty. So. And to come back to valuing your work and whatever, it's, it's, I've been learning about this a lot through podcasts, through books, and through videos, actually. Uh, your style, at the end of the day, my definition, how I see style, too, how I describe it, it's your eye, at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. It's not the camera you use. It's not the editing you use. It's literally not the editing you use. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can have a consistent feed, but again, it's not your style. Yeah. It was probably copied off somebody else. Um, actually, that's just very, that's very mean, actually. Um, <laughs> What opinion. I mean, the style is actually just your eye because nobody could replicate your eye. Like you can take a picture of the same roof or same building as somebody else. Yeah. You can add another edit to it. At the end of the day, it won't be the same as William Topo or David Tran. True. You know what I mean? So like at the end of the day, that's your value and that's what you should cherish the, mo- the most and that's what you should uh, brand yourself if you're trying to become a full-time photographer. True. Yeah, I agree. And that's what's been changing for me, so... Cool. All right. Next up. Do you want to go ahead with another one? Another one. Well, I've been asking you questions like fine, in between. Fine, fine, so. fine, fine, fine. Okay. Um, all right. So we've, this came back from, this is a question that I got reflecting back on a trip that we both did. So Chida and I, we had uh, some two, uh, two other of our friends who went uh, at some huge, pretty big hike or a camping trip, I should say, oh, where uh, we hiked quite a bit. And uh, here in Quebec, which is called the uh, Parc de la Jacques-Cartier. And we were, sh- we were literally just hiking, you know, living the life in the forest. But 
and we tried to capture moments obviously with our cameras but there was at some points that it was just too long to take out our camera and put the settings and all that stuff so we just took out our phones right and started taking pictures and we edited those pictures and we posted those pictures meaning i'm saying posted not because posting it means so much but just mm -hmm. because posting it for us means like okay i like the picture i'll show i'll share it with people so what is your opinion on iphone photography <laughs> i actually love it because yeah. um when i said to before gear doesn't matter sure. a lot of people can't afford two thousand dollar cameras or even at five hundred dollar cameras 100 uh iphones or whatever phone they have it's it's their, the only camera they have, and it's what people see again. It's their own style. Mm -hmm. so whatever people are posting on Instagram, it's a lot It's a lot of their own uh, vision or whatever. So mm -hmm. I'm all for iPhone photography. I take photos of my iPhone uh, almost every day. How do you edit your pictures after? On iPhone, I use, uh, shout out Visco, trying <laughs> to get that uh, sponsorship. <laughs> sponsorship. One day, one day. One day. Uh, yeah, VSCO. It's I've actually been using that for a quite long time. Uh, it's a good app, but I mean, it, everybody prefers what they want, right? Okay, so you edit for okay because you take pictures because Apple uh, the your pictures you can take with the newer phones have a raw support. Oh, they have they have raw support. Does your phone? Have yeah, that? my phone has raw support too because like mm -hmm. I I also have um this plug-in where I plug in my phone. I can plug my SD card in my phone. True. True. Uh, well, yeah, like I said. I so edit. where do you edit your picture? Do you always edit them on your phone? For the iPhone picture, do you edit it on your phone or sometimes you import it into Lightroom? I used to only do it on my phone and then just most recently I went on a trip to California and I took two pictures on my iPhone and I imported it to Lightroom. Really? And the two pictures, like, I like the both edits on on iPhone and on Lightroom, yeah, but yeah. I, use, I ended up using uh, my iPhone oh. edits. So... I guess to come back to another uh, another point we're trying to make here is that you you have all the tools in your in your phone. You do, but a big point of controversy, and I'm not saying okay, that yeah, this yeah. is my side. That's true. What's your opinion? Is that um, no? I'm not saying this is my opinion. I'm just bringing up the point that is it is a controversy, and that is there's a certain art with your camera, right? When the manual setting. Mm -hmm. Now again, this could we could go on with the subject, mm -hmm. but just quick, quick. So. A lot of people will value a picture, a picture by a specific photographer because he or she has their own settings and their own set of settings and their own way of setting their camera to take a certain picture, right? With like an to iPhone, set a certain mood or whatever. Exactly, right? With an iPhone, it's so easy. You just pull it out, click a button. Again, we could replace the iPhone by the automatic mode on your camera. So that's why I was bringing up this question because it's something that I was reading upon and that is that people have been bashing quote-unquote on iphone photography saying that it's only for amateurs and only for you know things like that that's why i brought up the question uh, but clearly by your answer that that's just noise though people that i don't know i'm not gonna trash or anything but no, no. for those that actually use iphone photography like keep shooting like who the fuck cares yeah um i only have a camera because i do it full time i do photography full time so sure. if not i'd still probably be shooting on my iPhone. Because you started, no? I, st I started actually iPhone. photography on my iPhone or on my other phones that I used. I used to have like a Blackberry. Flip phone photography. No. Flip, <laughs> flip phone, flip phone photography. photography. <laughs> oh my God. No. I always had, I think I had an iPhone in Sec 3 or Sec 4. Okay. okay. And I've always been taking pictures. I always added those uh, nice Instagram filters, oh, you know? I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. Uh, thank God. I thought you weren't for a second. Okay. No. But where am I? I lost. Uh, you're saying that uh, you started iPhone for yeah, that. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, 
one thing that got me even more serious about photography was when I went to Asia in, I think, two years ago. Mm. And I didn't bring a DSLR. Oh, no, I did bring my DSLR. I brought my sister's Nikon D90. Okay. And for four days in, I forgot my charger at oh, no. the hostel. <laughs> so I was like, oh, fuck. So this whole this whole trip I planned for <laughs> with my camera, I didn't even know what I was going to do. So I just I used my iPhone and... The pictures are still up on my Instagram, uh, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, I spent the whole month and a half using my iPhone, and I appreciate every moment still. So, cool. at the end of the day, a picture is a picture, and the picture tells a story, and both can do the job. So, cool. I, th- I think I think going back to your discussion, a manual camera could really set a certain mood without edits, mm-hmm. right? Uh, on an iPhone, it's it's a little harder, mm-hmm. of course. Um, but yeah, that's that's my that's my opinion on. Uh, I have another question for you. Uh, I guess it goes back to I was supposed to ask this when you when I asked you how you manage school, public speaking, coaching, and photography. How do you stay motivated? Like, what do you use or what do you do to stay motivated in all three, uh, Mm. all three domains? Like, you could spend time on each individual one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. uh, But if you just want to generate, do I stay motivated? That's a good question. Um. Like motivated for pictures, sorry, for pictures could also be like what you use or anything, unless you don't want to share that. (laughs) But I don't know. Okay, well, I'll go one for one. So, for example, public speaking. So why do I engage with so much public speaking? Why do I love speaking with people? And why do I love helping people do presentations and help them boost their confidence so they could go talk and present and close those business deals is just because it's so rewarding when the person comes, when you actually see the people succeed. You know, like speaking in public, speaking with someone that that you don't know, you know, actually going to pass, like pass engaging an interview, with them. Yeah. yeah, engaging with them is something that, that a lot of people fear, and and the it's not it's not easy, and that's yeah, yeah, totally important. And to help someone, you know, um, jump that fence to really accomplish that goal, and to see them and then come back to me and say, oh, you know, it's great. So I'm helping out people in the end, okay. and I love that. With my photography. Um, I kind of get the same feeling, actually. I get the same feeling of reward, which is um, I help. We help people. If you if you That's, think of it, you're talking about the client side, right? Yeah, this so is more the client okay, side. We'll talk about it. Yeah, the yeah. other side after. So, again, you're helping. Like I love helping people when uh, they're like, "Oh, I need pictures." Oh, for sure, I'm there. And what's great is that how we sell our, our services or how we identify our photography is that people have their own identities and their own vibes, right? Mm-hmm. And we love to capture those through our cameras. And people, when they could see themselves, identify themselves through our pictures, and we help them out, right? And mm-hmm. they see themselves and they're happy. We help them out, and it's great to help those people out. Okay. And school, school. What I love about school, my school, is the first of all the the stuff I'm learning in my school. I'm in communications. It fits a lot into photography, public speaking, and yeah. public speaking everything. It just makes sense. And I love the community. I really like. To get the people I get to engage with every day, like I'm not afraid to go to school and talk with anyone. You know what I mean? And in other schools, there's or in other programs, people or different people feel that feel don't feel that way. You know. So, do you have any like uh, tips for somebody that hates school but loves photography or loves a certain passion that they do but they just hate school? Okay, well, if you hate school, don't go to school. That's the thing. What if they're what if they're forced to go to school or something? Like they're well, do something good at school that you actually enjoy. I know it's easy said, but uh, yeah, or freaking create your own community at school. 
if you have people that you vibe with that you fuck around with it's good you know you won't mind going to school you don't care what the teacher is saying so okay i i i also see it for those that uh that hated and completely dreaded what topa said was what will said was really good uh it's also you need to change your mentality yes exactly it's it's all like at the end of the day school's good for you like schools i'm not saying i'm right now i'm not in school but i probably will be returning into photography or something to gain more knowledge on the technical side Mm -hmm. but uh what i was saying is that it's all mentality change how you look at it it's the same thing with work how you how you see work um you could hate work but at the end of the day there's probably other opportunities at work that you don't realize because you're just stuck in this mindset where it's like I just go to the job, I do what I have to do, and I leave. Exactly. If you only see the negatives all the time, yeah. So you don't create. It's positive. a nice. Uh, it's a nice change that you should do. Yeah, hundred percent. That's what it is. I have a positive mindset when I come to school. I like it. That's good. And yeah, same thing you could do at the work. Cool. Do you have any other questions? Yeah. Last okay. question. Yeah. Last question. All right. This is very more technical. We've been talking deep talk here, uh, values and all that That's stuff. Good. Um. People will prioritize a certain type of setting. So what I'm talking about here is, or here's the question. What do you prioritize? ISO, the ISO, the aperture, or the shutter speed? I know there's so many variants to that answer. And I know there's so many combinations. Mm-hmm. But, for example, you're in a specific scene, all right, and you have that shot in mind. Would you focus? Would you? I would, I would focus on aperture. Okay, cool. I know why you asked me this. Because, well, on my camera, I'm normally set on aperture priority. Well, most recently, I've been trying to use aperture oh, priority. I didn't even know that. Anyways. Really? Okay. I used to, well, I still shoot manual. It's just most recently, I've been testing with uh, aperture priority. Yeah, yeah. Main reason why, because uh, I'm in the streets, mm-hmm. I'm walking, and if ever I need to pull out my camera, I just set the aperture that I want. Yeah. Either if I want it up closer from uh, from more far back, far okay. away, okay. I set it to what I want, and everything else sets itself. Okay. You can set your ISO too there, but when you're outside, you know what to set your ISO. Right. Um, I say aperture because if you want your subject, if you it depends. Like if you're shooting people in the street, for me, shooting people, that's not yeah, what no. I mean. <laughs> uh, If you're taking pictures of people in the street, yeah, yeah, I get it. Uh, depends on how close they are, so you would set it to your liking. If you want more detailed pictures of, of an architectural place, aperture priority could help you as well because you just have to uh, boost it higher. Okay. So I guess for me, it's aperture. Yeah. Oh, okay. I like you? that answer. For me, it's shutter speed, believe it or not. Obviously, there is... How can I say? I'm saying that now, but like as I shoot, I don't think of, oh, I believe in shutter speed, True. so I will set my shutter speed and then <laughs> screw all the other ones, you know? No. Obviously, we understand what... We understand the settings and we know mm-hmm. what we got to do and what situations. But um, for me, shutter speed is... It's very important because I always like my pictures to be 100% crisp. Like, there could be no false movements. There could be no blur in my pictures. I hate it. You don't like blur? No, I don't like blur. I know you took a picture of me with blur. Of course. <laughs> but I don't like that. that um, Not blur like a bokeh. Yeah, yeah, blur, yeah. Blur, yeah. uh, you know, like movements. Like a subject. Blur. Exactly. I hate that. So, I'll always make sure that my shutter speed is at least like 100 seconds. You know, one on 100. So, that like that, I'll get that crispness. And now, I know you're saying, oh, well, all your pictures are taken at F8, you know? Mm-hmm. But yes, my pictures, most of my pictures are taken at F8 because I love that depth of field. But the shutter speed is always proper. It will be never under 100. And if I even have to take a landscape picture at 2.8, all I got to do is change my focus. True. 
right? If I focus on the end, it might not be the best picture to print and, you know, paint the whole house with. <laughs> but <laughs> at 2.8, you know what I'm saying? What kind but, of reference? Well, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But a picture, a landscape picture taken at 2.8, it looks okay on phone, you know? True. And I'm not saying it's going to be my best picture, but yeah. So that. from what we both said, it's two different approaches to, to how we use certain settings. Yeah. Uh, me, it's more run and gun. Yeah. Topo is more detailed. Yeah. And uh, capturing everything one shot. Yeah. Mm. And it's more the candid moments. But again, it, we all share the same values and we both respect each other's styles. Yeah. And that's how we're going to, I guess, continue to grow what we're growing right now and connect with uh, those of you that are listening and those of you that have joined us on our journey. Sick, yes. I, with that being, I guess it's, it's a good time to conclude the, it the is. podcast. It's and good talking. Yeah. Definitely. We'll come up with a second one. I feel like we should do these once per week now. I kinda once like per it. week? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll figure that out. We'll figure it out anyways. This is the first one. Let yeah. us know what you think. Yeah, do reach out to us, please. And if you have any questions, actually, um, I'm not going to say follow and like and subscribe, but <laughs> just send us a message on Into This MTL uh, on Instagram or Facebook. At Into This MTL. Uh, yeah? You good? Yeah. Cool. Thanks for listening.